mostly water if I'm drinking anything. But I don't drink it that often, like as much as I should. Yeah. But when I do drink it as often as I should, oh, it it makes you feel like so much better of a person. Better like morally or healthily? <laughs> well, both. <laughs> Actually, funny you should ask because I think they go hand in Morals and water. Do you have a do you have like a hydro flask or something? Yeah. But no, morals and being hydrated. Oh. Like, nourishing your body makes your mental health, I think, more clear. Yeah, I would agree. So, yeah. I was, I was saying this to my buddy, um, like, re- recently. He had me on his thing. Uh, I, I was just saying, like, the, the older I get, the more I realize, like, the, the goal of health is kind of more the goal of happiness. Yes, than, exactly that. Th- than the goal of happiness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you're, like, worried about being happy all the time, that's kind of frustrating. But if you're worried about being healthy, you'll, you'll probably feel pretty good. There's a lot more positive reinforcement in getting healthy, like, physically. Yeah. Than there is, I'm not happy, I'm not enough in this regard. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, you're just going to work backwards if you think that way. I'm going to fix this. I can, like, see half your face. Okay, you too. Do it. Yeah, I might have done this silly. I hope this doesn't ruin the audio. I think every episode now has had me, like, adjusting the mics halfway through. The first season, so that's what that's all about. Yeah. It was same uh, with the Dissect podcast. Dissect podcast is so good. Dude, Cole Kushner, I, ugh. I think he's married, but if he wasn't... (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. You're trying to marry the Dissect guy? (laughs) Dude, he's brilliant. Have you listened to his podcast? Like, I've literally listened to his Frank Ocean segment four times. I think I, I think I sent you the podcast. You, Jose has sent it to me, and then... Right. I'm pretty sure, actually, Jose's the one who showed it to me first, and I then I started listening to it, and I was like, dang, this yeah. is... He's just so brilliant, yeah. and the way he explained things, kind of like Yang does, actually. We were just talking about that, like how simple he just makes things seem yeah and it's like oh okay that's yeah. understandable it's it's very appealing to listen to people teach who like know how to talk and have good communication. yeah isn't that weird how like you can have a teacher but they like clearly have like zero communication skills so like the way they mm-hmm. go about that's that's like the main part of it i think yeah <laughs> to make it it's digestible. important for a teacher to actually know how to break things down to their students because i don't i think we're all guilty of it when we master a skill or something we kind of lose patience for people who haven't mastered that skill too because you've already done all of that work. You don't want to do it a second-hand time. But there are some people who, like, that is their skill. Is teaching teaching yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it's one of those interesting. I I try to be good at it. Yeah. I I try to like I'm I'm keenly aware that like when I'm giving someone information, it's the first time they're hearing it. So with every bit of information I give them there's also a question being formed in their head because they're trying to figure out like the rules to what I'm saying yes and I try to supplement that information but some people when they teach they just give you like a wall of information and their flow is really bad and then you're like well what 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 what?" yeah they don't tell a story with it they're just like here's all the information you'll need you can put those pieces together like I've had a couple of math teachers like that yeah it really deters you from trying to do your best or like even attempting to learn the material at all because if you don't have somebody to break it down for you like how are you supposed to learn yeah good good teachers are worth their weight in gold absolutely i've been so lucky with some of my teachers yeah oh my gosh my third grade teacher miss little i'll never forget her i don't think she remembers me but i'll never forget her right miss Miss little Little. yeah she's great (laughs) she's such a sweetheart and 
it's like the kind of teaching where they're teaching you and they're not talking down to you at the same time. Because I've had teachers like that where they're like, you guys are so stupid. How do you not understand the subject yet? And it's like, man, that's not how we're going to learn. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of just be like, go through this with me, you know? I, I was really afraid of asking questions most of my life. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I didn't understand something in class, I would panic because I'm like, I'll never know it now. <laughs> <laughs> the ship has sailed. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, wave goodbye to that bit of information. <laughs> did, did you like school? I, okay, yes, I loved learning. Uh, Reading was my favorite. I remember English was one of my favorite classes and one that I did the best in, too. And in junior high, I loved science. I was terrible at it. I couldn't remember anything. But the way that my teacher presented all of the subjects and stuff, he was so passionate about it. He would come to class and be like, all right, we're going to learn about this star today or like this gas and stuff like that. And he just made it so exciting, yeah. and I loved that about that part of school. I feel like all of the science teachers at our high school were kind of crazy, but in a good way. <laughs> they have to be. Science right. is a crazy subject. I feel like that that's, man, there's so much to wrap your head around that's just so hard to wrap your head around. <laughs> you, you really like learning stuff. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's why I liked school. Like, I loved yeah. being in class and... Whenever we hang out, we just wind up watching, like, really dense videos. <laughs> yes. I think it's important, though. I mean, I think, honestly, everybody wants to learn. I believe yeah. that. It's just your way of learning. Like, everybody learns different ways, you know? And it's hard to build a society where everyone can get that opportunity mm-hmm. to use the way that they learn in order to learn new material. It's hard. Like, I, I feel like I'm pretty decent at teaching but only really one-on-one talking to a group mm-hmm. of people once is so yeah frustrating well yeah because everybody's different like it's so hard to connect to each person and make sure that everybody <clears throat> in that group is getting it because learning and teaching is an it's an intimate thing like you gotta really connect in order to know that this person is understanding what you're saying and the other person has to really trust you if you're teaching them you yeah. know you can't can't learn anything from somebody you don't trust and be like how do i know you know any of this like that's that's kind of how i was in school too like questioning authority like who who Who, gave you hey hey who who the fuck honestly like okay you have a teaching degree what does that mean like kids kids really question authority they should i think that's such a good thing about being a kid you're like I, I questioned everything. More people should definitely question things, I think. I'm going to make these just slightly quieter because I realized that the most recent episode that will probably be out by the time this one is out is just a little bit recorded too loud. And every single time we laugh, it goes off the charts. And I'm just not trying I to... I believe that. Yeah. I'm a giggler too, so... Yeah, we, we both are. <laughs> all right. That was probably really obnoxious. That's we're, all right. And, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Um, uh, you've been painting recently. Yes. Oh my gosh. Did you see my cow? Yeah. It's so cute, isn't it? I'm so proud of it. Yeah. Did you wind up making the text, uh, vertical or horizontal? I haven't chosen yet. You haven't committed yet. Still. Yeah, still. Because that's a big commitment. Once it's glued on there, that's it. And then I was thinking, well, but what if I just don't put them on there? Like at all. And just, just the cow. I think. (sighs) Just the cow? 
You think just the cow? I think if I do just the cow, there needs to be a frame around it. Frames are good. Yeah. 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 A, like a black frame, do you think? Um, like what color? I would need to know? really be looking at I it. I think it matters, right? Like. <laughs> what color is the cow? It's a brown and white cow. Yeah, black frame. Black frame, yeah. <laughs> or? Ooh, yes, because the eye is black. So maybe it'll like bring it together. I Wait. see. I see what you're laying. No. Well, yeah. I guess nobody else can see it. So. <laughs> well, I really gotta be descriptive here. <laughs> and it's got a yellow bra- black black ra- bla- 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 <laughs> a yellow background, <laughs> like bright yellow too. It's great. It's me in a picture. Like I painted my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were feeling at the moment. Yes. Yes, yellow and cow. <laughs> do you paint a lot or is this new? What are you doing? No, I mean, I'm terrible at it. That's it looked like a, it looked good. It the looked cow like was good. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Cause <laughs> it looked pretty solid. I tried to do this other yeah, we'll, one. We'll put it on screen, like right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looked like a whole thing. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do this other one. I was doing like a, a latte with latte art on a little coffee table mm-hmm. with a pink background. Yeah. Which vibe, right? Yeah. It didn't come out very. I mean, the cup was good. I'll give myself that. Yeah. <laughs> the cup was pretty all right. But the latte art was okay, and then the rest of it was just bad. <laughs> Is there, like, an art that you like doing the most? Because I feel like you always are picking up hobbies. <laughs> I like to learn. <laughs> I like doing yeah. things, you know? Um, Has there been, like, a main thing, though, where you're like, I want to just do this forever? Snowboarding. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Not for real. And it is funny because... I said, what art? And he said, <laughs> Nobody is an Turn art. up the hills, bro. <laughs> Shred that powder. You feel? Hella rad. <laughs> no, but it is an art. Like, And you don't really notice that it's an art until yeah. you're trying to do it. And then you notice everybody else doing it way better than you. And you're like... I don't really want to do any snow sports. This is a skill. It's fun, though. I don't want to hit a tree and die. <laughs> you don't have to go that fast, you know? I just, I just, I, I you feel... You can always I don't know why. I just, like, I feel like it would be me. It's it's hard. It's a lot of hard work. I get ex- I am so tired at the end of the day when we're done. Like... Not, I'm good. I just like being outside. I don't need to... Yeah, that's fair. I don't need to be hurtling down the earth towards trees oh, on a board. It's not like that though. Yeah. You gotta you just start small and yeah. then once you know how to get up on your heels, all I know is heel side right now. So I go down like only on my heels. I've only seen snow like maybe five times. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm from, I'm from here. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go you you go up north a lot more. Yeah, because snowboarding's fun. You don't even have to snowboard if you go up there. You can just like chill out at the cabin. They got a little lodge there, and mm-hmm. they've got food and beer and you know the games. So the games. <laughs> yeah, we just watch the the. Oh, like to watch. Yeah. Not to play. I was like, which one? <laughs> they got badminton. Oh, my poor Packers. I can't, I can't contribute to that. I don't know nothing. That's fine. Let's get back to snowboarding being an art, actually. Because right. when you're like... I think that's the most beautiful thing about art, actually, is that you never perfect it, but you're always getting better. Mm-hmm. You know? The more and more you do it, you're just going to keep getting better. Yeah. And there's no such thing as perfect, yeah. especially when it comes to stuff like that. There's always something new you can learn or do, which is yeah. why I love it so much. And... 
And I think that's just so cool. Like, yeah, just the more and more times you do stuff, the the better you are. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty it's, honestly, pretty simple. It's so simple. I was just <laughs> hey about guys, to say that. We got, we got a life figured out. <laughs> just keep, just keep doing the stuff. Wow, <laughs> Nike. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, but seriously, it is that simple. It really is. Well, it's just like we have like neurotransmitters and uh, pathways and stuff, and they get stronger and stronger yeah. the more we. Science. Yeah, like you, you ever see those time lapses of like the inside of a brain? And yeah, it's all squ- and, and it's, it's like ma- firing it's making off all those the, the connections. Yeah. That's just like visual proof that that's like what's happening when you do stuff. So. And they get slower when you get old, but it's still there. <laughs> you know, they talk about that. What is it? The that period in which your time your brain like stops making new connections oh the waning period or something i don't really know much about that that's that's sad it is sad it is really sad that's why you gotta get sleep like when they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks Mm -hmm. it's like for real (laughs) yeah like that that makes me feel more pressured to learn another language right now while i'm young me too there's a lot of pressure it's hard though learning a second language is really hard oh i i'm miserable at it like i in, in high school i couldn't do it at all yeah. 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 Well. I would get. Yeah. It was just. It depends on your. Ooh, it depends on your teachers. My bad. Honestly. I think that might be just fine. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> just hold it. <laughs> <laughs> We're working out the kinks. Ah <laughs> oh, crap! I don't remember what I was gonna say. We were talking about. Give <laughs> 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 me. That. <laughs> her pop filter broke off we're having technical difficulties today it's a nice saturday after i was gonna say morning but it's like 4 p.m it's actually such a beautiful day outside it's so too. nice oh my goodness yeah i love this room so much oh i love this room the fact that i'm 6 5 and i can jump inside that's crazy vaulted insanity. ceilings vaulted ceilings people. is that what they're called yes mm. i just called them High ceilings. <laughs> well, that's not incorrect, actually. Dude, you want to know? Do you like museums? Do you like going to museums? Um, kind. So I think the Phoenix Art Museum is like it can be extremely boring because it's almost always the same. Yeah, it is. But then I had a friend like want to go, and they invited me, and like we, the exhibit that they had was was really sick. And we also just like made good conversation, and mm-hmm. I realized, huh, maybe in the past I was just with boring people at the museum. It is all about who you're with. But I also have been to the Phoenix Art Museum way too many times. Yeah. Um, but then it's like if you're at the Smithsonian in DC. Oh. I could, yeah, like I could spend days there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But they've got like they have an entire strip mall of museums in yeah, DC. It's, it's, it's like. It, and free Wi-Fi. Let's just keep. Yeah, it's great. We went. I think I went to the. The Space Museum, and then the Museum of Natural History. That was cool. Um, I can't remember. No, but anyway. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're asking about museums. Yeah, I can't remember. Tell me about your museum experience, and maybe I'll remember. (laughs) Um, Well, the Phoenix Art Museum has... um, They rotate different special exhibits out, and recently they did one where it was like a bunch of um, old-fashioned dresses... I don't know much about fashion, so I can't describe this at all. Okay. But they had, like, really old, like, Vogue and 
see, I, I can't, I can't commit to saying a brand because what if it didn't even exist back then? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I almost said Gucci, but I'm like, I don't know if that's accurate. That, yeah, probably not. They had some stuff that I recognized as modern names, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that it went back this long ago. Like Versace. Yes. Yeah. That's probably that what goes I'm thinking back, of. bro. Yeah. Oh, so man. they had a bunch of. It was like really like the colors were nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So I I enjoyed that more. High than fashion, I would. dude. That shit's expensive, but like. There's a reason it's expensive, you know? Yeah. That's art, too. Yeah, everything's art. That's right. Life is art. I think, like, the point of being alive kind of is, like, being creative, you know? But we kind of think of creativity in a very narrow lens. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, cooking is creative, cleaning is creative, teaching is creative. creative with everything. Because, like, when you think of, like, the dystopian future of WALL-E... Where, like, nobody Ugh. has to do anything. Yeah. It's, like, in that world, they're choosing, like, very quick and easy kind of sedative-esque yeah. things to, like, fill their time for, like, little, like, primal urge-type mm-hmm. satisfactions that mm-hmm. fleet really fast, you know? But I think about, like, the alternate version where it's, like, the deeper and deeper we get into the future and the easier and easier our lives are because, like, food is more accessible and water is more accessible, right. you know, and... Like, like people's lives are measurably, like, easier than it was in the past, even though things are still pretty terrible for a lot of people right now. Right, Of course. Yeah. Um, but for, like, the average person, you know, like, things are just getting more and more freed up. But since we're kind of addicted to technology, we're kind of filling a lot of that with, like, kind of more self-destructive type behaviors. Yeah. But I think about, like, a world where people are more freed up to do, like, literally what they want to do with their time, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where people have room to really start to think about, like, what they like and what their brain likes and in what areas they can be creative, you know? Yeah. Well, if they take advantage of that time. Because right now, like, when you do have that time freed up, the only option really is to fill it with technology. Like, oh, I have this free time. I'm going to get on my phone and see what's going on. Like, well, that's not the only option. Well, yeah, I know. But, like, that's how we're conditioned. And we conditioned yeah. ourselves to do that. So it's hard to break that cycle. That, that goes back to the, like, learning new things thing, though. And, like, how, like, when you get into a pattern, it gets easier and easier. Yeah. If you just decide. Yeah. That, yeah, that's 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 decisions. the fucked up part like literally everything just comes up to deciding yeah you got to make the choice yeah it's one one thing or another i remember why i brought up the museums though mm. frank lloyd wright museum have you ever been there no you've got to go it's like frank lloyd wright was an architect so he's got this house yeah and it's just so cool like it, the design is incredible he's like, like an architectural genius right yeah yeah an artist like, he makes it, oh, it's so simple and so brilliant. Does he have, he like, do. multiple of those through the country? I, probably. I don't know. The only one I've been to is the one here in Arizona, so. Yeah, I, I, I've i heard about it a little bit. Yeah, I definitely suggest going there. That's a dope, dope place. I love museums. I love them so much. I want to go to that Wonder Spaces thing in Scottsdale. Which one is that? Uh, everybody posts it on Instagram these days with, like, the hanging lights and that like screen where you move in front of it is it like a big like digital culture place kind of yeah 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 it's like a digital culture that's probably it yeah yeah and it's all like technology and shit right let me bring it up am i thinking of something else i I swear that there's like a technology interactive museum in arizona as well i mean it's kind of interactive but 
you don't like go there to interact with it. You know I've I mean? definitely heard of Wonder Space, but didn't you just say screens? <clears throat> Here. They've got like that light room yeah, with this, the mirrors. A lot of Arizona photographers wind up taking like model pictures here. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was built for. There was this one video I saw, and it was about how um, some museums are going a little bit more modern now, and they're literally like building their museums around the idea that it's going to be Instagrammed. Yeah. And they kind of encourage it, but how. <clears throat> In some ways, that's, like, the way to get more um, people coming through. Yeah. It's... Isn't that insane, the influence Instagram has on literal architecture now? Do you know uh, Horseshoe Bend? Yeah. Grand Canyon? Yeah, so Horseshoe Bend used to be, like, a relatively unknown spot, and they didn't have, like, a paved road or anything. Mm -hmm. And then because of geotagging on Instagram... They started getting, like, hundreds upon hundreds of, like, more people coming through, and it was, like, destroying the land, so they wound yeah. up having to build, like, railing and a giant People kept falling off, lot. too. Dumbasses. And did people die falling off Horseshoe Bend? Yeah, dude, it happens all the time. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> oh, well, that's why they put a guardrail there. <laughs> I've been to the Grand Canyon twice. I love the Grand Canyon, but, but the- once you get there, there's not much to do, unless you're going to hike, and that sounds miserable. <laughs> I'd want to do that. That sounds fun. Hiking the Grand Canyon? Well, I mean, just leave when you want I'd, to leave. I'd just don't do it for do that long. Well, yeah, but you have to get back up, you know? Yeah, like, so just... You go down and then... You can hike the Grand Canyon for 20 minutes if you want to. <laughs> That's true. But why would you do that? Like, if I'm going to hike it, I'm going to hike it, you know? Yeah, so let's like, do it. We're going to do the com- to completion. You feel? Like going all the way to the bottom? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't even... Yeah. I don't even know if I could do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. It'd be hard. But if I'm going to do it at all, I'm going to do it all the way. That just sounds like then I would never get to do it. No, you got to train your body to do it. Do little small ones first and then be like, all right, I'm ready to hike the Grand Canyon now. And that's your like. But you were just saying you would never do big that. Big accomplishment. Well, no, probably not. That's what I'm saying. So that's but why, you could. But that's why I'm saying like I'm not going to do all of it or nothing because I want to do it in some capacity because it just sounds like a nice day. So I'm, I'll, I'll walk in there. I'll walk around for a little bit and I'll walk out. It'll be fine. I'll be at the ice cream shop while you're doing that. Yeah. They have the best ice cream cones out there. Uh, I, the last time I was there, I was 12. Really? Yeah, it was half my life ago. The first time I was there, I think I was about that age. And then I went again like two years ago, I think, with my dad. And we went in January and it was snowy up there. Oh, it was gorgeous, dude. The Grand Canyon is already amazing to see. And then you put it in snow mm-hmm. and it's like, it's crazy. It's like the two sides of Arizona. Just hot and also gorgeous. <laughs> I, uh, I really like nature. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I really like this state. I feel like the state doesn't get enough credit for how beautiful it actually is. Yeah, people who are from here get kind of whiny. Yeah, they're little haters. Stop being a little haters, bitch. Come on. Arizona's weird because it's like a low-key celebrity state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like... It's like the celebrity was in Scottsdale, didn't it? No, no. I don't mean (laughs) celebrities are from here. I mean the state is a celebrity. What do you mean? Because like some states are famous and some aren't. That's true. Like... When people not from America think America, they think, like, California, Texas, and New York. Yeah. Right? Right. Some of them have probably never even heard of South Carolina. 
True. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. So, so Arizona's a B-lister. We're a B-lister. Yeah, but I like being a B-lister. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but we're starting to come up, though. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay in the Bs. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Arizona's like a low-key celebrity. It's okay. like It's like people, people don't really talk about it, but everybody knows about it, and people don't really forget about it. Like, we're a weird one. <laughs> we're like next to Texas, but we're also next to Vegas, but and Mexico and California. And California, yeah, we've got everything. A little melting the weather is good most of the year, but when it's bad, it's the worst. It's bad in the yeah. whole country. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Even the summers, like I would rather deal with a hot, hot summer than a cold, cold winter. Me personally. too, because I've been enduring it my whole life, and I I hate it with a passion. Yeah, I hate the heat. Being warm is my least favorite thing. But you know what? At least I'm not cold. If you get through those three months, though, you get this. Yeah, and it's exactly. Real good, but when it's when it's cold out, uh, hate it. <laughs> What's funny too is I usually argue the opposite because like when you're cold, you just get to put on more and more layers. Right. When it's hot, there's no solution. There is none. There's yeah, no solution. You can you only. Just, you can't like get any more skin. <laughs> like, no, like it. you just you could you come to a point where you're like, this is how I feel. Yeah, I'm saying like I would rather freeze to death but but i don't like the cold <laughs> that's yeah that's the thing for some reason why it's a, is that i think the cold winds up being a little bit more soul crushing soul crushing well because you start like convulging in on yourself yeah. and you're just like and you're giving up and you're just like i can't do fucking anything because i'm so goddamn cold but with being hot you, you are defeated but you're all, but you're kind of like a zombie like it's walking like, through it and it's explosive like i feel like i can't breathe when i'm too warm Dude, it gets 123 here. It's like suffocating. Uh, <laughs> dude, the other thing is this room has like skylights and stuff. It's going to get so hot in here in well, the I summer. moved in here in the summer. And it wasn't that hot or no? Honestly, our air conditioning is very good. I'm very lucky. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's the thing. That's I, the solution. You can just turn on the air conditioner. That's Nobody, yeah, nobody goes outside here. Right. Because yeah. you'll burn and boil and die, probably. Probably. Well, those people that still go hiking in when the it's... summer? Yeah, midday. If Yeah, I was about to say, midday. It, with, you, like, a one arrowhead bottle of water on them. If you get up... In, well, that's a really specific individual, <laughs> because that sounds like somebody who doesn't normally hike, but for some reason... They do they, it every year, man. Every so, year, they're like, oh, another person had a heat stroke on South Mountain. They had it, to get airlifted. It's just weird, it because if they're that unprepared... Then. Yeah. Then that sounds like it's like the first time they hiked. And if it is, why did they decide to become a hiking guy that time of year? Literally, like, just Google it first, man. That's all you gotta do. First time hiking, hiking for beginners, beginners hiking, hiking 101. Like, just Google it. Wombo, wombology, <laughs> he, she. What time of day should I go hiking? Where should I go hiking? What time of year should I go hiking? In the summer, if you get up early uh, and you go hike during the sunrise, it's like really nice out. And I love our sunrises. And it makes you forget that it's summer. And then you and then and then, you and then once you're down. up there for a little bit too long, you're like, let's get back to the car. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man. It gets hot though at like six AM. Like you gotta go early morning, early morning. Yeah. You know? But when you, you gotta get up at four. Yeah. Get to the mountain by four thirty. But whenever I do that though, that's when I'm like feeling my best. Yeah. It's hard to hold on to though, that feeling. You just gotta keep 
doing it. That's right. Over and over and over again. Because there's no such thing as perfection, but you can always get better. (laughs) That video was so outrageous. Let's have a (laughs) chit-chat. Such is life, though. He's right. Can I please have another cracker? Yeah. Thanks. Dude, they're so dry. I know. Here. Thank you. I'm going to have one, too. Okay. Ooh, any good shows lately? <laughs> mm. Hmm. Wait, give me the flapjack thing again. I'm gonna put it back on here. The what? <laughs> this thing. I called it a flapjack. <laughs> now I just gotta cut out a chunk. <laughs> Now there's just gonna be a hard cut. <laughs> None of this is usable. I've been reading this book. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Dare Greatly by Brene Brown. I've only read like 30 pages of it so far. It's been really hard for me to read that book. I want to read it really bad every time I look at it. I'm like, I want to open that and read it right now, but it's just not the right time. Is it like the first book you've read in a while? Yeah. I have 15 minute breaks at work and I try to read but then a co-worker comes by and they're like oh hey and then we catch up the way you do in an office and then my break is gone <laughs> and then I can't read it what about before bed yeah I need to make time for it that's the issue that's the only problem they they uh, they found in a study that one hour of book reading instead of one hour of iPad reading before bed, the iPad reader, uh, their melatonin is delayed by three hours and it drops by like 70%. Wow. So if you read before bed, it'll you'll get more and more used to it and you'll more and more enjoy it and you'll get better sleep and then you'll have more energy the next day and then you'll uh, feel even more inclined to read and then you'll do it more and then things just get better forever. <laughs> I love that. So just do it. (laughs) I just, I love that. That's such a good theme to have. Yeah. Just, just keep doing it. (laughs) Man, we're really like Nike spokesmen. Yeah. They kind of cracked it with that one. Nike, please sponsor us. (laughs) I feel like every episode I've done, I've made a sponsor joke. (laughs) I need them. I need, I need these brand deals. Yeah, same. (laughs) Call Koshna, please. I love you. (laughs) Dissect is really good. Dude. I, I can't even get it. I started listening to um, to Pimp a Butterfly, that mm-hmm. dissect. Yeah. I've only listened to the first episode and half of the second episode so far, and I'm already just like, this is going to be a great series right here. And that was his first one that he did. That's mm-hmm. like that's like this, the, the rough cut, you know what I mean? And it was still so good. He's just so smart. Yeah, I really like um, video essays on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. I need. I feel like I should watch more YouTube videos. I feel like there's a lot on YouTube that I haven't taken advantage of. Netflix and YouTube are the number two ways that Americans consume entertainment. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not TV, but YouTube. <laughs> wow. That's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. And terrifying. That's Not really. It just... Uh, I mean, to me, it just shows that people like want like a greater diversity of stuff that's more specific yeah because 
you know, now it's a bunch of independent people making extremely specific stuff, which is what, you know, normally TV and whatnot would try to say no to. Yeah. Because usually they make stuff trying to get the most number of people that For they the possibly can. general population. And to do that, they wind up making it really broad. Right. But, but usually it's the opposite. Because if you make stuff really specific, then people will flock to it because they can kind of feel it better. You yeah. Know? So it's like YouTube has everything. The algorithm recommended me Aquarium YouTube, and that world of YouTube is amazing. <laughs> That's it. There's so many worlds. Like when, when you, you just get lost in the rabbit hole. When you're on somebody else's like account and you see like what they're recommended is, it's like a whole different world, right? Yeah. Yeah, people's YouTube algorithms is like them. <laughs> That's so crazy. You got to feed it like a good diet, and then it'll start giving you good stuff back. That's true. <laughs> but if you but if you give your YouTube algorithm like a bunch of junk food, then you're you're just gonna get a bunch of bullshit. Don't you think it's kind of creepy though that we can be boiled down to an algorithm? Well, we all agreed to the user agreements that say that they can like sell our data. Nobody read that shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I mean, and with that with that thought in mind, and the fact that you just showed me that CGI stuff. The oh, the deep rec- fakes? Yes. Yeah. People... people I'm scared. <laughs> honestly, what worries me more is that people just don't know about these things. Exactly. Because to me, all this technology is inevitable. My, my problem right. is that people aren't... We don't know that it exists already. But, but a lot of people do as well, and I feel like that just kind of comes down to like paying attention. Because like... I never would have known that, or noticed that. Yeah, you know? but... The, Unless you have, like, a trained eye for those kind of things. Well, I, I, I think it just comes down to, like, what we click on. Because your phone shows you stuff based on, like, what you choose. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like... I don't know. People should look at technology stuff more often. Because I don't think I people, like... I definitely agree. I just... I have this big thing where I feel like our grandchildren are going to look at us the way that millennials talk about... Like, oh, uh, they don't boomers. know what's going on. Well, blah, blah, blah. millennials are, like, running the, like, okay boomer thing. Yeah. And they're all like, you're old, and you ruined the country, and you're ignorant, and you left us a bad world. There's that, a lot of resentment in that generation. I feel like our grandkids are going to look at us the same way, because in general... Well, okay, so hear me out. So okay. we were born in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. The average millennial doesn't even know computer shortcuts. Like, if I do control T to, like, open a new tab, the other person, like, is like, whoa, how'd you even do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're, we're not even as technologically savvy as we think we are, so our grandkids are going to look at us as idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you didn't learn how to code in kindergarten? <laughs> True. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, like... I guess that's just a human nature thing. And our generation is very, like, reactionary, but not very active and very social justice warriory, but then people don't actually do things so right. you know people like will you know like retweet environment stuff but then not recycle right exactly you know what i mean like you yeah. know like <laughs> i feel like the majority of people's friends probably like don't rinse out a bottle before recycling it Which, yeah or take the yeah you know, if you don't take the the wrapper off of a water bottle it's not recycled are you serious yeah it so, says it on the bottle you have to take the wrapper off I didn't know that. So There's ask, a lot for me to learn, obviously. Yeah. So then I ask myself, have I ever recycled a water bottle in my entire life? Hydro flask, man. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I think our generation's, like, more ignorant 
than Definitely. we think. And the younger people are going to wind up being mad at us in the same way. Yeah. They're going to be like, you guys didn't all get electric vehicles and get hydro flasks? So do you think we should just try to be more involved? Like, what do you yeah. think the answer is for that? And involved in what way? Just anything. Like, I feel like, I feel like the average person these days is, like, not involved in anything. Like... I guess I'm trying to find an example of something to get involved in. Like, community organizations, or... If everybody does something, then, like, all the bases are covered. So that kind of comes down to you. It's like, if you want to do community organization or local government or join a club or just be better about recycling because mm-hmm. you're informed or what whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know. But, uh, you know, you, you see those videos where people go around and they're like what's the vice president's name? And then, yeah. like, the entire video is people who are like, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be that person. That's for sure. Because, like, do you know what Neuralink is? That Elon Musk thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people I've, like, talked to about that, and they, they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, Elon Musk had a 20-minute press conference where he said next year he's going to put brain chips in people's heads that in theory could make you immortal. And I'm like, none of us are talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) They probably just think it's bullshit, though, you know? I I don't understand why. (laughs) It sounds outlandish. (laughs) Like, nobody thinks that can actually happen. They're they're already doing it. Yeah, but nobody thinks that that can actually happen. If you just keep denying it until you see it, which is what people do... (laughs) I, I guess I'm just, like, so surprised at how surprised people still are by things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, Trump's president. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> well, it's like that happens, but then somebody like Yang comes around and people are like, no way, that's impossible. And then he, like, goes from 20th to 4th place, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, guys, we're really in anything can happen realm. <laughs> like, please just realize that you should just do what is right because <laughs> it could happen. I, um, no, you, you were, you were talking about people getting, like, more involved in things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like our way society is kind of structured right now is it's all about, like, customizability. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody is very, um, not to say that these things are inherently bad either. I'm just, like, observing, like, what's happening. But, like, people are very encouraged to, like, be themselves and be empowered and design the life they want to live and, like, personalized yeah everything's like extremely personalized now but i think that leads as well to a lot of materialism because that kind of goes hand in hand with having goals for like most people right and kind of like this very completionist destiny type Mm -hmm. thing um so then i think when it comes to like general community like it's just more and more lost on society yeah. Like, earlier, we were in T-Mobile, and I was just, like, thinking about the fact that, like, we were collectively, like, seven people in a room, and everybody kind of had their heads low, just kind of not talking yeah. to each other. But then I think about, like, a hundred years ago, when this was probably, like, a forming village or something like that, and if somebody walked inside, even though it's, like, a room of strangers, he would probably be like, hello, and, like, everybody would be like, what's up? And then they would probably all, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just have yeah. a feeling that a while back, it was kind of more like humans. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. People are scared of breaking that wall. It's like that invisible bubble, and we all have this invisible bubble, and we're so scared of bringing it down and crossing that space with somebody that you don't know. But usually when you do, it's always 
at least from what I've, I've experienced, it's always been pretty pleasant. Like, I've never had an yeah. unpleasant, per se, situation where I've done that. Yeah, I and mean... it's brief, too. It's so brief. So, so many people, like, you know, make the joke about how, like, they don't want their Uber driver to talk to them or something. But I've had, like... Which a, I think is so weird, man. I've had amazing conversations Me with too. Uber drivers. Yeah, first thing I do is start asking them questions, which maybe they don't like. So, I mean, yeah, sometimes but. you're in the flipped position where they don't really want to talk. But that's fine. Yeah, they're like, I don't want my passenger to be talking to me. And I'm like, all I had right, somewhere I'm in to, your car. Yes, all Because I had somewhere to go anyways. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, if I want to and they do too, then... It's always nice. I remember I got this one guy who was, like, he was, like doing stocks while he was driving oh and I was gosh. I was I was a little bit like ah but he, <laughs> I, I, I didn't really say anything yeah and um he was explaining how he had I think he had made like a hundred thousand um like putting money into bitcoin or something like that mm-hmm. and he's basically trying to just run the stock market in order to move his entire family from India to America wow I'm like wow our lives are different that's <laughs> brilliant yeah it like it's so crazy. There's so many different things you can dedicate yourself to. Yeah. And once you're dedicated and you just keep doing it and mm-hmm. you get super, super good at it, like, you can do anything. You can literally do anything. I Something I think is, like, the root of it a little bit. I was thinking about this when we were in T-Mobile earlier. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, behind the people at the front desk, there there's, like, those cutout ads and it's, like, really HD blown out footage, yeah. uh, like, photos of, like, happy couples, like, smiling. Yeah. But smiling to the point that it looks unnatural. Right. That kind of, like, target ad look. Yes. And how that's kind of the painted picture of, it's very like... very specific. That's, like, the painted picture of, like, America and advertising. Right. You know? I think big companies are like very much so about like customers and making making journeys happy. You know, like you tweet you tweet something on Twitter about, hey at so and so, I'm using your product, and then they get back to you and they're like, we're always excited to see what people are doing with our stuff. Right. DM us. Well, but here's the thing. I was hoping TurboTax would do that. If if you cut through all that bullshit, the mm-hmm. person tweeting it knows that they don't actually have a friendship with this company and that they're just trying to get free shit. Right. And the people tweeting the thing back know that they're just doing a strategic business move to look like a community organized brand so that then they, they look good to the public eye and they generate more business. Right. So PR. both of them are, are like using each other for their own needs. Mm-hmm. And everybody who sees that stuff thinks these things too. Right. So I think we, we live in this weird world where everything's very like like neat and nice, but under the surface everybody's just acting like human beings, you know? Yeah. But like we pretend we're not. Yeah. And I was thinking about how like, you know, with like America growing and like our general philosophy here is to build a life for yourself you know and that used to mean like owning property and businesses and making a legacy and generational wealth and stuff Mm -hmm. that kind of turned into this very like corporate system of doing things where like we prioritize the dollar so much that that winds up being prioritizing the business and then the customer so much but then that turns into maybe not caring about your employees quite as much, you know? Oh, yeah. And then you also don't want things to be controversial. So then it's like people are kind of like set to a script when they're at their job when it comes to talking to the public. So then you have this very artificial nature of human communication. Right. And then people get conditioned to all act like that when they're in public. So we're all just kind of walking and talking. Yeah, no, yeah. And that's like what being in public is now. I don't know. Like... In part, I agree with you because I feel like a lot of people, everybody plays their role, you know, because you don't want to rock the boat kind of thing. But, like, 
Ariel called me out on this actually the other day <laughs> because when I met the customer mm-hmm. and I'm getting poor customer service, it's my biggest pet peeve because when I'm giving my, I'm doing my customer service role, it's all I've ever done. Like customer service is my shit, you know, I, I put my all into making that experience positive because that's who I am as a person. So yeah. I feel like more people are like that, too. Like, everybody wants to make everybody feel pleasant. Nobody wants to be the person who makes somebody feel uncomfortable. So I think, like, I think in doses and in moderation, it's healthy, I guess, to be that way. I'm saying that I think it's kind of led to this really quiet, timid, polite society where Mm -hmm. people aren't really acting like people with each other, except for in private. Even in private, you know? Mm. Have you ever felt that? like? Oh, that people don't, like, communicate Yeah, fully? yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. you're still trying to put on this front for this person kind of thing? Like, interpersonally? That's sad. Yeah, people are always wearing a mask of yeah, some sort. It's so hard. And I think I think it's just because we ourselves are just so disconnected on the inside. Like, we're just, we don't even know ourselves, so how, how can I show my true self if I don't know who that is? Mm-hmm. And I think... We all need therapy, so. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I just wind up tying that back to, like, the economy just because I think about how, like, right now our societal influences of, like, success or, like, our ideas of it are all rooted in, like, you know, feeling complete. But the way that's presented is all, like, very predatory now, you know, mm-hmm. like, in terms of material ownership and um career goals and like how can i say this like like we're, we kind of like see more commercials now than ever you know and people <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those times where in my head i know exactly what i'm saying but i have to get the words right I feel that. Okay, you know I how, feel that all the time. You know how, like, in general, when it comes to the weekend, people are, like, super looking forward to, like, their free time, and that can get spent in the form of, like, drugs or Postmates or fast food or... Right, because, like, there's not shit else to do. Yeah, like, spending money, basically, <coughs> and how... Or, like, or like owning things and materialism, you know? Instant gratification kind of yeah. stuff. But all of these things are kind of artificially built by other humans based on, like, very simple human science, you know, of, Mm -hmm. like, primal urges, (coughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, like, you have all these, like, corporate monopolies kind of using basic human primal urges and stuff to kind of push us into, like giving them what they want, you know, and people are just kind of trapped. So I think that that's kind of now convulged on this time where people are more distracted than ever, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're so caught up with a million different internet things, which turns into status things, which turns into self-incomplete things, and you try to fill those voids with a bunch of other things that don't actually work. Yep. And then you just wind up, like you said, being really disconnected, and then we wind up being disconnected with each other. Exactly. But it ca- really takes a toll on relationships. Like, like, all, like everything's connected. Yeah, it is. Like, and in every kind of relationship, too. Like, family, friends, intimate, professional. Like, 
it just seeps into every part of your life. Mm-hmm. And we got to be careful. I feel like the society has lost the meaning of intention. Like, mm. we don't do That's a really good way of putting it. Intentionally anymore. You know, like, I'm doing this for a reason. People are going through the motions. Exactly. And on a societal level, like, that's, <coughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's how progress ends, you know? Some, sometimes I think of humankind as, like, one big super, super organism. Mm-hmm. And how we're all kind of, we make up this, you know, because, like, we completely, like, live and breathe by each other. And, like, that's how, like, the world moves and things get built. Like, we're kind of like a giant anthill yeah. of a civilization. Yeah, it's always, like, doing this thing. If, yeah, like, yeah. All, all the countries all together is, like, a big anthill of, like, people, like, go, you know. And... Sometimes I think about, like, if, you know, we're in this constant state of, like, dying and reproducing and we're kind of this animal that just keeps going and going, Mm -hmm. like, the world grows together, I'm like, huh, we're like a teenager right now. Like, if you take all of human history, you know, and put it together Mm -hmm. and you think of it as someone else's, like, life, it's almost like we're a teenager. Like, we're just now getting over our angsty phase and now we're starting to, like, accept more mature ideas, like civil rights and spirituality and like all Mm -hmm. the and technology and like you you know what i mean like we're kind of starting to work out the kinks but we're still as a society almost everywhere like like you said like really disconnected and not met with intention and it's and it's taken this long for people to like start realizing um Not to say that there weren't, like, philosophers, like, forever ago who already had yeah, this shit but... figured out. Like, you go you go read some stuff, like, Aristotle was saying. You're like, oh, some people were, like, already, like, really woke back then. <laughs> oh, okay, so you are. They, they weren't distracted by all the bullshit. This ain't new information. It's just new to me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Kind of. Sometimes I feel like I don't make sense. No, most of the time you make sense. Oh, Other people it's very, just it's very kind. don't try to understand is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the problem in the situation that we're discussing right now even is that people just don't care to have the intention at all they're fine with their day-to-day like just running through the routine kind of deal they don't care that it's gonna destroy them you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're like oh yeah it's fine i find too that when i have like thoughtful conversations with people they seem to like leave it one of two ways some people can be like impatient and annoyed but then others can be like kind of like pleasantly like delighted they're like oh i just like had like a talk yeah and i'm like yeah like we actually talked about stuff <laughs> <laughs> like this was real <laughs> yeah yeah i love it i love it so much and i feel like more often than not you'll find somebody to have those conversations with and both of you will walk away feeling fulfilled from that conversation I, I try to do that with, like, strangers at the gro- grocery store and stuff or at restaurants. Like, I, I try to find, like, the fastest way I can, like, have a connection. Yeah, with, that's like, the point. And all, obviously, if it seems like they're tired and they don't want to talk to me, I'm not, like, trying to, like, yeah. <laughs> be annoying or anything. But That's why I always settle with compliments. I'm, like, al- I'm always, like, you know, if I can, like, make this cashier, like, laugh somehow or something, yeah. like, that's, that's kind of that's nice. Yeah. Like situational comedy. Yeah, a lot, and, uh, a lot, a lot of time. If a cashier like asks me um, how I'm doing, I'll just say something along the lines of like, "Good, I've been off work for a little bit," and that usually makes them laugh because they hate that they're at work. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, like a penny and, they're, joke. And, and, they're like, and they're like, this guy gets it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're always like, oh, I can't wait. And I'm like, ah, I got you. <laughs> I broke down. I broke down the wall where you're pretending that you want to be here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real here for a second. Yeah. yeah. It's always cool that you can break that wall. It's tough though. If you go your whole day not breaking that wall and then you get home like say that you're the one with the wall up and nobody that you've interacted with today was like that that broke that wall for you you get home and you're exhausted Mm. like all day long you are this person or shell of a person (laughs) have you ever gone like most of a day without speaking out loud to a person and then you just feel like crazy without speaking out no i can't say so like if you go an entire day without speaking out loud you feel fine it would probably feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Any anytime I anytime I have a day where there's like zero human inter- interaction, like I feel like kind of like caught up in like my chest. Yeah, in bit. your chest. It's in the chest. I'm like, and then and then I'll just like say something out loud to myself, and I'll be like, oh yeah. I am a person. <laughs> yeah. Because like I, I feel like when when you're out loud, it's kind of like a different form of self than what you're doing in your head. It is. I think it definitely is. Those are two very different environments, you yeah, know? Yeah, but they're both you. Yeah. Isn't that something? Oh. <laughs> it just got good. What if we just started here? <laughs> that was all warm up before. <laughs> Dude, I could see that turning into a movie. Like What we just said? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the fact that... I don't, the two yous, man. I feel like that's definitely been done. <laughs> you think so? A movie where a guy has a split personality? No, but it's not a split personality. I, <laughs> I feel like I broke it. Whatever we were vibing on, I feel like I broke it. <laughs> it's not broken. It only gets better. Yeah. No, I like talking to people a lot, and I hate being in my head a lot. So I think that's kind of why I talk to people so much. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I'm having like. Yeah, but you got to spend time in your head, though. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get better at. And, and that's what but I was then kinda, again, who says? No, I, I think I think you should because yeah, yeah ki- that that's kind of what I was trying to describe earlier with people being like kind of manipulated and distracted now more than ever because mm-hmm. people spend like every second of their day where they where they're not being obligated to do something with right. like being on their phone or you know or distracting themselves with like something else like food or this or that or whatever or buying something whatever it is you know mm-hmm. so I think. And like you were describing, like a lot of a lot of people our age have a hard time like reading. Like I have a hard time reading. Yeah. So I think people have like a weakened muscle for spending time in their head or like by themselves. And that's really yeah. just existing. Like that's just being alive. Right. So it's like in theory that should be fine because there's nothing wrong with just being alive. There's nothing wrong with that. That is totally true. Because when you're on your phone and on social media, you're still interacting and you're still getting that human element but if you're like reading a book or something it's just you and the book and your thoughts on it yeah you don't have all that noise yeah and it's also allowing yourself i think to engage a little bit more because Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're on like your phone or something you're kind of half-heartedly there right it's kind of like you can always just flip right out and exit it's it's kind of like you're drifting in and out between thinking and reading it yeah you're not really doing either exactly and i think that 
we get it's like a habit like you know like the next time you use instagram like when, whenever you close it if you ask yourself the question did i get something out of that and to me to get something out of it, of it, it either had to have made me laugh be like some art that i tremendously feel like wow that was really good and i'm glad yeah. i saw that or i got caught up on somebody's memory that is meaningful to me mm-hmm. but i feel like those three or I, or i learned something cool but i feel like most of the time those things don't happen that doesn't happen right yeah so, yeah i go through phases like i don't know i'll have that realization where i'm like this really isn't doing anything for me right now so i'll just not go on it for a really long time and then some days I just scroll through Instagram and I'm like, okay, I feel good. I just wasted half of my day on Instagram right now. Do you check your screen time? Not often. Should I? Yeah. I'm going to check it right now. Screen time. Because what I have found is that the average person's screen time is really bad. To the point that I'll have people say that like they're too embarrassed to tell me like what it is. Yesterday's was really high for me, but today it's not that bad because I've just been hanging out. It's making me log in. My daily average is one hour and eight minutes. That's really good. Is it? It's 41% down from last week. That's really good. That can't be right. An hour and eight minutes. No, that's really good. I feel like I talk to people and they tell me it's either six or eight hours a day. What? Yeah. That's how much I'm at work for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's a quarter of your day. And then another third of your day is asleep. You'd hope. That's true, too. The national average is six hours and not eight hours. Dang. You sleep less than you're on your phone at that point. Yeah. And being on your phone, like, makes you sleep less. That's wild. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is literally, like, a national health crisis that no one's talking about. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> and people get so mad at me. What, for talking to them about being on their phone? No, for, like, me not being on my phone. Like, oh. yeah, I don't people... reply to a Snapchat for, like, two hours, and they're like, why didn't you reply to my Snapchat? It's been two hours. And I'm like, chill, dude. Like, I'm not on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, when I go to the movies now, I just turn, like, the phone, like, off-off instead of on silent. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just kind of like, you know, uh, if something important happens, it'll probably be important after. And I want to watch this movie. Exactly. And the most recent time I did just that. Just enjoy your moment. Yeah. The most recent time I did that, I got home and I turned my phone on and I went on Twitter. And hashtag World War Three was trending, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What I miss?" <laughs> <laughs> Literally, then you have to like go see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tuned back in a little bit, but then that's why I was like, I could have checked that tomorrow. I didn't need that before bed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten so much more news off of Twitter than any place else. I swear. 